Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, harmlessness. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bally, founder of the Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust sponsors this program. Alice Bailey wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy, and those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. And the following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. If, if harmlessness is the keynote of your life, you, you will do more to produce right, harmonious conditions in your personality than in any amount of discipline along other lines. We'd all agree that harmlessness is a good thing, but why do people find it so hard to understand what true harmlessness is? I think one reason might be that they, um, we, because we're part of the problem, we bring a, a view that's too personal to our understanding of harmlessness. Personal towards ourselves and uh, too personal in our view of our effect on others. It, it causes problems because our concern is focused on our own personal reactions and on the reactions of other personalities around us. And as we've talked so many times on this program, there is the outer personality or persona that each of us um, expresses through, but our real being is the soul. And on the level of the soul, we are one. When we put all of our concern on the right, what we think are right reactions from the personalities around us and on pleasing our own personality, sometimes that's at the expense of real principles, of real moral values, and of real um, uh, lasting considerations. We'll put a temporary kind of peace and harmony before real uh, spiritual principles. And I think that's one place where harmless harmlessness becomes confusing to people. Right. It's um, it, it stems, as you say, from the focus, too much of a focus on the personal self. And that's inevitable, I guess, because we're all come up through that stage of the personal self, the, the little ego. And we want to be pleased. Right. <clears throat> and um, sometimes in our efforts to please, we uh, tend to harm other people. 
by the things we say or the things we do or in the actions that we do. And then we say, I cannot win. <laughs> Is that what we say? <laughs> I give up. I give up. Because they <laughs> that don't, person's impossible. Yeah, that, they don't bend to my will. So uh, we, we tend to criticize them and we tend to uh, take gossip about them and so forth and all of that is harmful it may not seem harmful but it's injecting kind of a negative thought forms into the ethers and into the consciousness of the uh, surrounding area and so all of that uh, people in their becoming more and more sensitive today and they're uh, they pick up on these things and they they are hurt by what other people say about them, and so it's... Um, but isn't that being too concerned with their own personalities and their own feelings, their own sensitivities? Should we cater to those or demand that others cater to our sensitivities? No, it's. I think it's a matter of all of us um, understanding that uh, the things we do and the reactions of our emotional nature can sometimes be detrimental. Yes, but I don't think you're saying, I don't think any of us would say that harmlessness means you can never say what you really think. Because if that's the case, you're just bottling up inside what you what your view really is. And uh, as we know, that can lead to an explosion that in fact does real damage, much worse than letting it out in little spurts. I think what the real um, um, key is, is to watch what you think to monitor on the level of thought. Right, because that's where it all begins. Uh, we, are, we tend to react to uh, the um, environment, to the things that are happening around us, the things that are said, and before we know it, we're, uh, we're often making critical remarks, and, uh, uh, but it all comes through the mind, and that's where it has to be uh, dealt with first. Yes, I think we have to try to think on as high a level as possible with as merciful and as inclusive an understanding as we can muster. But we do have to think. I don't think we're advocating the position of neutrality, of taking a position in the middle of the village, like my Belgian co-worker says, someone who just refuses to have an opinion or a point of view about anything for fear of uh, offending someone, they aren't much help either. No, it isn't that kind of harmlessness, and sometimes one has to take uh, rather heavy, um, stringent action mm -hmm. and say things that, you know, the tough love kind of thing, which is uh, may sound kind of harmful, but it's the intent behind it that matters. Mm -hmm. The intent, what, you know, if it's said in a loving but a forceful way, then the intent behind those words are for for love for that person, that thing, that situation. That reminds me of one's mother who says, this is for your own good. What I'm saying is going to hurt you, but <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> and you don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. It, it's, it reminds me of something Alice Bailey wrote. Um, that is, it's surprising in its um, clarity. She said, when the heart is full of love and the head is full of wisdom, nothing then is ever done that can cause distress to others in the long run. 
By this, she said, I refer not to action, but to the fruits of action. A decision can be made and a line of conduct can be followed, but the outcome may not be harmonious unless there's freedom from fear, a heart full of love, and that loving understanding which is the truest wisdom. Then, when one is loving and understanding, one can do anything, she said, and the effects will be harmless and good-producing. Mm-hmm. So many of the um, effects that are occurring in the world are as a result of harm, harmful talk, harmful actions. And uh, it's because it also it says in, in the Bailey writings that um, um, th- this development of harmlessness is the best way to destroy all limitation. And it allows the energy of love to flow. And if we can see this whole thing in terms of energy and forces at work within us, then we're a step ahead in being able to bring it under control, I think. I think part of the confusion about true harmlessness is confusing it with the maintaining of peace. And in fact, peace is an outcome of right conditions, not the cause of them. To put peace above everything else is to put the cart before the horse. Peace is an outcome of right conditions, and right conditions have to do with true harmlessness, which um, Alice Bailey said is uh, um, a um, not an adjusted sense of right proportion, but a true... Hmm. An adjusted sense of right proportion. Adjusted sense of right proportion, if I got it right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really the key, that all is taken into balance, all is weighed and measured, and the the greater principle is put above the lesser principle. There are principles that we all live by, but they aren't necessarily the highest principles. And I think that's where the soul's judgment comes in, one can say, well, it's a principle with me. It's a, a point that I have to have to honor, have to maintain. But if they really examine it, it may be trumped by a still greater principle that serves an even greater good. It says that harmlessness is really a state of mind mm-hmm. and that one has to arrive at and... Uh, uh, you know, it's 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 very difficult at first to develop this whole capacity for harmlessness in speech and thought, because we are so uh, programmed by this egocentric life to uh, put ourselves first and want to defend ourselves, and uh, uh, <clears throat> so we, we tend to create more harmful thoughts and harmful actions than. Uh, than we would if we understood harmlessness and the flow of energy much better. Well, I think there's also the point of um, the pacifist who wants to identify himself with human pain because he's a good person, because he doesn't like to see people suffer, he doesn't like to see people in unhappy situations where they're not... uh, uh, attaining their their goals and their comfort and their their happiness, but that kind of sympathy that renders one neutral and passive is itself, Alice Bailey said, in danger of becoming a kind of a festering sore. 
In other words, if we really want to serve others and to serve their their greatest good, we have to take action. We can't just um, adopt a position of neutrality and opt out, sit the battle out. This was the whole point of the Bhagavad Gita, an ancient text that is such a thoughtful examination of what harmlessness and right action really are because it all centered on the need for Arjuna, the disciple, the aspirant, to enter into a battle, a tremendous battle that was taking place in ancient times, and he didn't want to. He wanted to sit on the sidelines. He didn't know who to fight with. He didn't know where to lend his forces. He wanted to just be done with it all. And Krishna, who stands for the Christ principle, the soul, said, no, you must choose, you must fight. Yes, because Arjuna was really fighting those forces of his own personality life, that mm -hmm. uh, his own dweller on the threshold kind of thing. And uh, those were the forces that he faced, and they were battling within him, and he didn't want to uh, take, a, take a stand. And uh, so he... But he, he was forced into by the soul. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, harmlessness. We have a special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. And for those serious students of Alice Bailey, this is a good way to... Uh, get started because you can read the summarized abridged versions of various topics that are found topics that are found in the larger volumes and you can more or less uh, make a, uh, a list of priority of those topics that you want to explore in depth uh, it includes by the way the ponder on this includes a discussion of harmlessness so you can uh, look at it in greater depth within ponder on this as well the special offer comes in the form of free shipping and handling. It's available for $19. So if you'd like to take advantage of this special offer, make a little notation saying that you heard about the offer on Inner Sight and that you'd like to order the book. Ponder on this. It's $19, and you need to send a check or money order, $19, to Lucis Publishing. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing. 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. We appreciate your support. Your donations have been very instrumental in keeping us on the air. We enjoy doing these shows for you, but it is a struggle sometimes economically. And we thank you for your economic support. It's really helped us out a lot. Please continue, continue to do so if you'd like to continue hearing these programs. Uh, send your donations. And by the way, they're tax deductible. Send your do donations to Lucis Trust, L-U-C-I-S for Lucis, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. All of our Intersight programs can be heard on our website at www lucistrust.org On the home page you'll find a link to today's program which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available and many of our past programs can also be heard. Once again it's www.lucistrust.org The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website also so you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. 
If you'd like to give us a call for any reason, if you'd like a general package of information that explains uh, what Lucis Trust is all about, then give us a call on our toll-free number, 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. That's 1-866. Think of New York Lucis. Uh, I was thinking about this topic of harmlessness, and I... I think sometimes it's it's inevitable inevitable that one has to harm people uh, sometimes uh, and sometimes through circumstances. I remember one time uh, and it was after hearing the topic and reading about the topic of harmlessness and uh, I noticed the supervisor well was walking down the hallway and a gust of wind came down the hallway and it uh, blew open a door and I saw her taking a big plate and licking the chocolate off it. And mm-hmm. I didn't mean to see her, but nevertheless I saw her, and she was so embarrassed. And then I <laughs> compounded I the uh, yeah, I compounded the problem because later on, having read Alice Bailey about harmlessness, I thought, oh my goodness, I, I, I really, you know, I didn't mean to, but I've set this woman, and I went over to compounded my misery, and I said, you know, I'm sorry I saw you doing that, and, <laughs> and we all want to have urges like that, and uh, and uh, she just turned red, and and then that relationship was never the same after uh-huh. that. No. A secret chocolate, so, chocolate uh, lover. Are there times, maybe there are times where it's inevitable that one is put into circumstances and we have to harm people. Well, there's, I think, temporary harm that evaporates, um, that doesn't stand the test of time, and then there's lasting harm. The personality can get offended quite easily, and uh, that is not pleasant, but on the other hand, I don't think it's the end of the, the world. Real lasting harm, you have to think about that. And I think that's where the the greater principle and the lesser principle come in. Like Alice Bailey said, sometimes harmlessness means um, taking strong action, but when the motivation and the intention are good, nothing can eventuate but good. There will be a ripple of disturbance, but the outcome that lasts will be good. And I suppose this would apply, for example, on the level of um, real divisive issues that come into any group, family, nation, or whatever. If the intention is to come up with a decision that serves the greatest good, then those who are offended or upset by it will recover because the greatest good includes them. And even though they're their intention might have been to gain something for the separated self, I would think the outcome that is beneficial to the the larger whole would make it evident that it was the right action. Yes, it goes back to the intention of the individual. And um, as long as the energy of love is enabled to flow between people or between whoever is involved, then there won't be any harm, no matter what is said, I don't think. If the intention is is pure, if the intention is loving, then uh, the, the other person should should realize that and should sense it. And that's the, the main thing, I think. It, it's a matter of being able to uh, eventually develop in one's personal self, uh, or remove, I should say, to remove those limitations that often lead to um, a discordant life, a discordant relationship. And 
by removing those limitations, then the energy of love can flow. I've often pondered on these fabled people that are so pure and so good that wild animals don't attack them. You know, those mythical stories of... Well, St. Francis of Assisi, yeah, for example. wandering in the forest mm-hmm. and the wolves don't eat him up. And uh, that's sort of touched on by Alice Bailey, that kind of um, um, protection of a real pure harmlessness. I find it an ideal that's impossible to achieve but worthy of trying to imagine. She said that... Um, Only that can be contacted which is already present or at least partially present in one's own consciousness. So if ill will and hatred are experienced by oneself, as I suppose most of us from time to time experience, she said it's because in in you the seeds of ill will and hatred are present, whether you recognize it or not. When they are absent, she said, nothing but unity and harmony exists. The natural result is that one is at peace, and therefore others are at peace with you. Even wild beasts are rendered impotent by the spiritually advanced. So when we run into conditions that cause us harm, we have to ask ourselves, what in me evoked that? What in me attracted that? It's a two-way process, I think. It's a flow of energy from sender and receiver. Yes, it's a, there's a magnet... Uh, magnet Magnetism. Magnetism, but there's a magnetic action there because mm. we, as you imply, we attract that which is with, uh, which mm. we we're trying to avoid, but it's already within us, so we tend to attract it. And it's, it's a magnetic draw because it has to do with the um, similarity of energies and, and vibration rates and all of that. And uh, it's... it's um, and that's why we can remake ourselves if one really wants to make a science of this by uh, replacing old coarser vibrating energies <laughs> with the more purified energies and thereby uh, not have those uh, th- those core things within us that tend to uh, cause reaction in others. I think most of us are too focused on our own uh, delicate sensitivities and not enough focused on the needs of others. By that I mean we want to be treated in a certain way, but we don't give enough thought to the effects we uh, evoke in others. I once heard of someone, I don't know who this person was, who was described as absolutely incapable of taking offense. And I've often remembered that description and thought, What a wonderful person that would be. That's a truly harmless person who cannot be offended. I don't think it's saying that he's so thick-skinned that he's got an insensitive clod. It's not that. It's that somehow he doesn't perceive ill will in others, even when they misstep, misspeak. He must see in them an essential decency and goodness that's able to overlook absolutely everything. And I think that's a beautiful example of harmlessness, the inability to be offended yeah. so by anyone. Well, so, so even the devil loses his power if you love him, I guess. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, yes, and it's that loving nature, I think, that comes so spontaneous, but it deflects mm-hmm. the, all the barbs that come at this mm-hmm. person. It's an armor. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a way of uh, deflecting 
and sending the <laughs> sending the barbs right back to the source. So, uh, well, but would a harmless person do that? No, I, I mean... I think they if, would just if, diffuse them. They would diffuse them. In, in fact, uh, the Bailey writings go into that. She mm -hmm. said a, a master who was, understands the flow of energy and the manipulation of energies would have certain... Uh, Techniques of deflating mm -hmm. and dissolving these uh, harmful thoughts that come his way. I think we we really, if we are on a spiritual path, we really need to give a lot of thought to the meaning of harmlessness. I think it's one of those qualities that's absolutely essential to spiritual development. Jesus uh, said, "If you bring your gift to the altar, the altar of worship." And there remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there at the altar and go. First be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. I think that uh, says you have to put things straight in your personal relationships and in your effect on others around you before you can come and worship the Father. It's not okay to come with a lot of uncorrected, unredeemed relationships in your personal life and an aspiration for spiritual advancement. So if people are wondering, well, how do I attain harmlessness in my life? There is an, a technique of evening review at the end of every day that's quite useful, given us by Alice Bailey. She said, if harmlessness is the keynote of your life, you'll do more to produce right harmonious conditions than any amount of discipline on any other line. She said, the drastic purgation brought about by the attempt to be harmlessness will go far to eliminate the wrong states of consciousness that you talked about. And she said, you can bring this idea into your evening review with three questions. Every night when we go to bed, ask ourselves, first, harmlessness in thought. What thoughts did I allow into my mind today that were harmful and examine them because as you begin to identify them that gets to the control of speech where we do so much damage second harmlessness in emotional responses what effect did I feel myself or did I create in others today that touched them emotionally in a harmful way being able to recognize this lets in more of the love of the soul and harmlessness in action what did I do today that might have caused harm no matter how small the more we can identify those little actions the more we can begin to see what harmlessness really is these are very <clears throat> simple um, things that one can do I mean maybe we we lose the sense of the impact of this because of the simplicity mm -hmm. of it but uh, it is tremendously important and these are little things that we can do in our daily life we can start it right now you don't have to uh, be a, a student of esoteric philosophy everybody in their daily existence can can practice these little little things of being harmless little ways Sometimes that can be a little bit uh, extreme, though. Since I've gotten into a little bit of depth on Alice Bailey's theme of harmlessness, I'm not kidding, killing bugs in my house. Is that going too far? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, on, on, on that note, please take advantage of our spe special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book. Ponder on this, a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey, 
including a discussion of harmlessness. It's available for $19. Please send a check or money order if you would like to take advantage of this to Lucis Publishing. That's $19. Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So McDonald's? I could use my cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that?